And now it's time for Ask Roz and Mocha. Once again for Ask Roz and Mocha. Hello, Elisa. Welcome to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. How are you? Hello. I'm so good. How are you guys? Good. Uh, what is your question for the room? So my question is for Mocha. Um, so I'm going to be getting married into a Guyanese family hey. on July 1st. Congratulations. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Oh, there we yeah. Go. So I was wondering if you had any advice for a white girl, half Italian, but mostly white, uh-huh. uh, marrying into an Italian <laughs> or a Guyanese family. Well, yeah. first of all, Shem's Guyanese too. Yeah. Yeah, yes, indeed. Well, all of you can answer. So you are so you're part Italian, and Italians are loud. So uh, yes, Guyanese yes. people are loud as well. So just get ready for even more loudness. <laughs> um, anytime you go and visit a Guyanese person, I'm sure you know this already, though, because you're you're dating and probably you know introduced to the family and whatnot. You will always, much like Italians, um, get asked whether you ate and if you would like to sit down and have something to eat. Yes. Right. Very hospitable. Yeah. Not much difference between Guyanese and Italian, to be honest with you. Uh, when, it mm. comes, you know, always uh, polite, offering food, very loud mm, um, and also always all, all up in your business. Okay, Sounds but what, like Portuguese, too. <laughs> yeah. But what about like, OK, so where do you think the cultural differences are going to come? Do you think that they're going to have sort of uh, the, the you're going to be the one that they have to adjust to or you are going to be the one that has to adjust to them? <laughs> Look at I know, I know. <laughs> Let me go, tell you something. Go yeah. ahead. Uh, what's your name on the phone again? Elisa. Elisa. Oh, Lisa, Elisa. you're adjusting. Let me just tell you. Okay. You, you, okay. You'll, be, okay. you'll be adjusting. At some really? point, at some point, you will be asked or forced to, um, let's say, walk up your waist and dance oh, in wow. front of everybody. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's going to happen. Uh, you may get like an uncle or even a grandpa who might come up behind you and try to walk up and dance with you. Oh, it's going to happen. It's going to happen, huh? It's going to happen. It's I don't really. <laughs> hey, um, Alisa, wow. coming from hey, Shem, a... get to, get to, get Deepa back on here real quick. Yeah. Uh, while we get Deepa back, um, coming from a half Italian family and then going into uh, a Guyanese family, <laughs> that wedding must be wild. What's your guest list at right now? Yes. We're at like 220-ish. Uh-huh. Uh, we had to cut so many people from his side, like from New York, from like overseas. Yeah. Overseas? Uh, so kind of yeah, 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 yeah. I haven't met that, that side of the family. Uh-huh. But his mom has 11 siblings or wow. 10 siblings. Sorry, she's one of 11. Uh-huh. And yeah, it's just massive. And we had to cut so many people, which kind of sucks. But so anyone, anyone get mad that they've been cut from the list? No, we're having the day after reception at oh, okay, his parents' house. Yeah. So we're doing a whole, like, extravagant, like, tents and food and DJ and everything else. So what do you know about yeah. Guy- what do you know about Guyanese food? Oh, my gosh, it's so spicy. I love it so much. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Okay, um, good, 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 good. Oh, uh, yes. I love the spices. I love, like, the amount of food. Like, the, the, just the differences with Italian food. Yeah. Um, different. Like, now, how a do, lot of different spices. How do your in-laws feel about Italian food? Um, okay, my in- all my in-laws, oh, they like Italian food. They do. Um, my mom's not a big, of, big cook. So they mostly get their Italian experiences from restaurants. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, my Nona makes her own wine, makes her own pasta sauce. So they oh, like damn. that. We give them that and they like that. But my mother doesn't really do too much of the cooking. <laughs> uh, D- Deepa, um, the, the question was from uh, Alisa. She is uh, a white Italian marrying into a Guyanese family. Uh, her husband's uh, future husband's going to be Guyanese. She wants to know what she's in for marrying into a Guyanese family. 
my God. Um, okay, first question <laughs> is... <laughs> okay, I think everything that you mentioned is is uh, important. Uh, can I ask you, is it like a Indian-Guyanese guy or what? What's the situation with that? His mom's side is mostly Indian, like Hindu, but he, they're, yep. we're Christian. Like, they're Christian, um, but mostly the family is... on his, The mother's side is Hindu. Okay, so let me tell you something about Guyanese Hindus. We are serious AF, okay? So, (laughs) (laughs) like, big celebrations. I think some tips, it's good to know this, is, like, learn a lot about two of our biggest festivals back home in Guyana. That's Diwali and also Pagwa, which is known as Holi. So that's, like, I'm sure you guys know of this, right? It's, like, Festival of Colors, you throw around powder and, like, all that stuff. Because you celebrate that here as well. So I would say that. And also, girl, learn how to make roti. That is going yes. to impress the heck out of that family. Like, I'm sure YouTube videos, that's going to be really helpful. But if you want to be like 110%, learn how to make dal puri. And you will have his family in the grasp of your hands oh, for life. Excuse yes. me. Yes. And I love roti. That's awesome. There you uh, go. There you go. Thank you. And thank you, Deepa, for coming thank jumping so on back on with us real quick. Really right. appreciate it. Alisa, thank you. congratulations, girl. Thank you. Thanks uh, so much. We love you, right. we love you guys. We love you guys all the time. Oh, cool. we love you right back. You take care. Bye. You too. Bye-bye. Right on. Um, so Roz made uh, an announcement on the show not that long ago that you are releasing a memoir. Yes. September 27th, a little bit broken, mm-hmm. roswesson.com right now to pre-order. Mm-hmm. You have not yet finished the memoir. No pressure. There's uh, there's like a few things I got to right. do. Yeah. Um, yeah. One thing, the only thing Dammit Maury asked was <laughs> whether or not he was in the book. And right. you said no. Correct. So you then went on to say, until deadline time to submit, Maury has that amount of time mm-hmm. to work his way into the book. That's true. And there have been times on the show already Maury has worked his way into the book mm-hmm. and then, like, minutes later, worked yeah. his way out of the book. The so, question from sorry. Megan is this. Yeah. Roz, yes. what would Maury have to do to earn a spot in your book? By the way, can't wait to read it. Um, so, you know, I, I, I really think that it's, it's a safe... Like, what? Go ahead, Maury. Go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to say... You should want me in the book. <laughs> wow. Wow. So right now. You're, no, because I've right, been a part of your life for a, for okay. a long time. Yes. I like. I feel as though it, it's like I should just feel that it should just be like a, well, of course you are. Oh, okay. But, uh, but you're not, though, is what I'm saying. Like, as of right now, you are not in the book. But was I 10 minutes ago? Um, no, because you haven't been in since the last time we did this show. Last time we did this show, you got kicked out twice. <laughs> Um, <laughs> like, do you have what you want written if I earn my way in? Uh, I'm not answering that question. I'm not answering that question. Um, but yeah, I would say, I would say, I would say yes. So then you answered the question. Yeah. But, but I mean that, but like it's, it's a, it's a yes in the, in the sense that I, you know, you're not a mystery to me. I you know, <laughs> know very, a lot of things about you and it would be very easy to sort of write something up. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But, uh, but like I said, you got a lot of time, you got a lot of time and, uh, and getting in the book is just not something that I, I threw around, you know, with, uh, like, with will anybody. it be an actual in the book or is it like when you go to a Broadway play and someone's filling in for someone and there's a crudely cut piece of paper shoved in the middle? <laughs> oh, like a, like a flyer like in the a, middle of the playing book? the role of, 
live is oh, yeah no 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 it will it will be it, like if you if you make your way if you earn your way into the book it will be 100% in the book uh forever it will go to print with uh, all the stuff about you in it and everything else yes Aww. yeah but um, I have a great story I'm going to share one day and tell you okay but, no, but, not, but not right now? No, no, no. The, what are we doing here yeah. then? Why would you say that? Yeah. What are we doing here then? Why don't you just say the story now? <laughs> okay, fine. Then what are we doing here? I don't know. Okay. okay, so Roz's book isn't even out yet. Yes. And it is already creating magical moments. Oh. In the sense that I have not talked to my real life birth mom. Yeah. <laughs> What's like, so funny about that? That's no, so sad, that's like a man. sad. That's like that's a sad story, man. I the woman who left you and your dad when you were three years old. <laughs> she, I mean, her choice. Yeah. Uh, look what she missed. Um, like okay. she, I haven't talked to her yeah. in like over ten years. Yeah. And at Passover, um, the phone rang, and it was it was Wendy from Calgary, my real life mom. Mm-hmm. And they passed me the phone, and my my aunt. Her sister gasped because it was like a moment that she was witnessing that I'm talking to her, right? Wow. And all she wanted to say to me was that she pre-ordered your book and wanted to find out if I, if she sent it to me, if I could get you to sign it. Wow. Damn. I just realized saying that story that I haven't talked to her in 10 years, but she just wanted to tell me that she ordered your book. Wow. And then you told her that you're not in it, right? Oh, no, no, no. Oh, okay. I gave her the radio station's address, not my own. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, good, good, good. Wait, wow, I that's thought... crazy. That's crazy. So, so prior a... to last the, the 10 years ago, when did you talk to her? When I went to Calgary to visit my best friend Amanda, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I met up with her at the airport for a quick hello. And when was that? Actually, it might have been longer than t- I think it might have been like 12, 13 years ago, yeah. So you haven't talked to your mom mm-hmm. in 12, 13 years, and she called to say... The only reason she called was to say that she ordered my book and would like you to to get it signed for her. Yes. Wow, that seems like a that seems like a big step. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, in the moment, I thought it was special. In hindsight, eh. you, you don't think that there's been anything in the past thirteen years that she might have? Did she call you when you got married? Uh, no. No. Oh. Did she know that you're married? Yes. She she follow, she's uh, friends with Matthew on Facebook. Oh, right, right, right. So Aww, she's, families come together. Right? <laughs> so she didn't, your mother didn't call you when you got married to wish you congratulations or anything like this. She wanted to tell me that she bought your book. And wants it signed. By you. Wow. Well, she's wow, not going to want it signed by you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Is that, that's like a big thing though, I man. I thought you would find that incredibly cool uh, no i mean listen i feel for you in this situation like oh, that's... like in the moment i was like i can't wait to tell roz this story she's he he might well up yeah like maury wrote me something maury wrote me something over the over the weekend let me tell you how maury described this over the weekend because he didn't tell me what it was um he goes uh oh yeah he goes i have a really wild and touching story that your book caused next time we bring up your book and i'll quickly try and mention it a very wild and touching story. Like, touching. Yeah. So to me, that's a sad story, man. Yeah, Once I much. said it, I'm like, yeah, that's a very derp moment. Yeah, that is. Like, so what happened? So when you hung up the phone, obviously everybody was like, oh, my God, what did your mom want? And I said, Roz's autograph. <laughs> <laughs> wow. The Passover derp. <laughs> oh, wow. 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 
Wow. Uh, Dallas Singh says here, how did you or how are you, Roz and Mocha, yeah. teaching your kids to be a good winner and loser? Mm. We've talked about this before, which is uh, for me, uh, when my kids started to get good at things and we would play, you have to get them interested enough to play. So winning and losing sort of doesn't matter at the beginning because you have to build a skill set, whether it's like chess or checkers mm-hmm. or, or cards or anything like that. Uh, and then when you get to the point of where they can, they know the rules and, and all of this stuff, uh, I used to beat the ass off Roxy all the time at yeah. things. Uh, and the reason I used to beat the ass off Roxy was because, but every now and then you give them a win, right? Sure. So every now and then you give them a win because kids understand what winning means and they feel good but what they don't understand is that you have to be just as good of a loser as you are winner otherwise nobody's going to want to play with you yeah and so when roxy wins or roxy loses her reaction at the end of whatever it is that we're doing is always right around the same thing which is she just looks at me and goes good game yeah right and that's the reaction winning and losing and uh and, and so that's what we did is that i didn't give her a whole lot of I wasn't making a ton of mistakes so she could constantly win. What we did is we built the sort of love for games by competitiveness and competitiveness within that game. And we've sort of carried that over to everything we do now. Like, like Roxy and I are like super competitive and Catherine's super competitive. And so, so like Catherine has a deck of, like I'll tell you, Catherine keeps a deck of cards in her purse. Oh really? Yeah. If we go to a restaurant. Yeah. We sit down, we get the table, we order our drinks. When the waiter comes around and takes our order, right, uh-huh. we know that we have about 25 minutes before food shows up. We clear plates away and do, a, like, a, a, a round of Crazy Eights countdown. Oh, sick. In the, in the restaurant. Really? Yeah. That's yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah, because it's, like, com- competitive, competitive, competitive. Uh, but it's always so much fun, and then it depends on who you're sitting beside. When you go to restaurants with the crayons on the table, do you switch it up and play tic-tac-toe? Uh, yeah, we used to do that. We used yeah. to play tic-tac-toe toe all the time in restaurants that had that on it. there's a competitive game. Yeah. <laughs> competitive? Like tic-tac-toe? where you are like where you like you know where you can be quite competitive. <laughs> With tic-tac-toe? <laughs> <laughs> you already said competitive. <laughs> you just uh, described it. Yeah, high stakes tic tac toe. Louder. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Cruz, so what are you be, doing with your boy cuz he's I mean, how old now? He'll be 5 in a couple of days. Right. But um, it's just now, like, super basic, still teaching him yeah. that it's – you're not always going to win. No. That you're – sometimes you're going to lose and you can't be bitter about it. You can't be sour about it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that's why we keep trying. We yeah. keep trying to win, right? Yeah. And just trying to keep a positive attitude. But sometimes, even with practice, even with that positive attitude, there's always going to be someone out there that may be a little bit better or may win that thing, yeah. whatever it is right because he does get frustrated now when he doesn't you know if we play baseball in the backyard and if i you know throwing the ball at him and he can't like catch it or if Mm -hmm. he can't hit the ball on the the first try he'll get like super frustrated but i'm like that's okay that's Mm -hmm. why we're out here that's why we're practicing Mm -hmm. right that's all you can do but then there's you're gonna find there's legit things like like roxy is and has been for years like legit better at me at certain video games that we have for switch yeah and we play, and I've literally never once beat her. Oh, wow. Right? Like, she has undefeated streaks in certain games because I'm just not that good, right? Yeah. So we will always do those, but it's never done just because she needs a string of wins. It's just on the list of things we play together. Yeah. And certain things, like, like we played, <clears throat> we played five games of chess over the weekend in a row, and I crushed her for the first four. 
Oh, wow. And then she beat me the last one. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. And then Catherine walked in the house, and she was like, hey, what have you guys been doing? And Rox goes, just beat Dad at chess. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> On the last of four. On the last of four. So That's we awesome. have, like, we're very competitive with each other, but um, but we love competing against each other. Oh, you really, with, really with Roxy and Switch is exactly like me and Daniel when we play Fetch the Rock in the pool. Fetch I, the Rock? Where I can in never. In the swimming hole? In the like, pool. Where the hell do you grow up? <laughs> Maury, I, I picture I picture Maury getting ready to play fetch the rock. He's got like a pair of cut off jean shorts and a rope for a belt. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Because Maury goes swimming in 1947. The, carries his books around tied by a belt, right? You know, over his, over yeah. his shoulder. No shoes. No shoes. Walking, walking in the dirt. <laughs> so I feel you. Okay. Fetch the rock. <laughs> Jesus, man. Oh, Julie has this. Oh, man. Yeah. Not, to, not to be a downer, oh. but Julie wants to know where we were, each one of us, when 9-11 happened. Mm. That's not a horror, that's oh. a good question nowadays. Oh. Like, it's not bad. Yeah, so I was, uh, the film festival was happening in Toronto, the yeah. International Film Festival, and I was on my way to the hotel to start producing interviews. I was producing then, not, uh, not doing this. And everything sort of shut down. And I left the house. Bef- I left. I was at home when the planes hit. Mm-hmm. And then I had to leave the house to get, to get up to this uh, uptown to get to where the hotel was and everything else. And then so I was in that sort of world when everybody was trying to get out of Toronto because every major movie star in the world was here. Sure. And then everybody was trying to get out private planes, everything else, but all the planes were grounded. And so everybody was jumping into cars and driving back to New York. Mm -hmm. And you heard some amazing stories back then. And that's one of the amazing stories was when it came out that Steve Buscemi had uh, left and went to New York to help out with the firefighters because Steve Buscemi used to be a firefighter. Yeah. And so he went immediately, he joined a ladder team and they gave him the helmet and the coat and everything else and he was just down there doing his thing and nobody knew until, you know, really years later that, the, yeah. that Steve Buscemi had done that. But I was sort of right in the middle of it when they canceled the film festival that year and then you were just watching stars, uh, big celebrities sort of in, the, in, in, in that hotel just trying to figure out what the next movie was and how to get out of there because everybody just wanted to get home wherever yeah. that wherever that was right everybody just wanted to get home i was working here uh an overnight shift so midnight to like 5 a.m 6 a.m yeah. and um i went home and i crashed for a little bit and when i woke up like just a it was like a couple hours later that i woke up and watching the news and the first plane had already hit the second plane, I watched on the news yeah. while the second plane was approaching and then hit that second tower Yeah, and just like trying to figure out what was going on. Then I got a call from our boss here to say, hey, can you come back to the radio station? Right. So I came back and worked the afternoon shift and was dealing with like the news station and yeah. trying to get as much information out there. And I got like a ton of family in New York. So mm. during that time when I'm just doing this on air shift and then like watching what's happening on the news, frantically trying to call different aunts and uncles just to make sure everyone's okay. Cause a lot of them work downtown. Right. Mm -hmm. And it was like, as we've all seen, just chaos, just everyone trying to leave downtown, leave Manhattan. So, uh, it was, uh, it was a chaotic day, um, just working in this industry, 
for us that day. Jim? Uh, yeah, um, the majority of my extended family live in New York uh, as well. And I was in grade nine. Yeah, uh, I was going to say, you would have been class. in high school, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, grade nine gym class when I, uh, they rolled the TV in and we saw the, we saw the planes hit. And for me, it was really scary because it actually prevented me from traveling to New York. And we would travel to New York like three, four times a year. Mm-hmm. And I didn't go for two years because I was just so, so scared of flying and traveling and wondering, you know, what's going to happen if I go to New York again, which, yeah. you know, it's, it's just sort of messed with you uh, quite a bit. Right. But, yeah, um, yeah the, that image of the planes going into the towers is embedded in my mind forever. Uh, Maury? It's same with me. With the, You could watch the footage and it still gives you chills. I was working at a sports radio station, the Team 1050, producing mm-hmm. their morning show. And it was the end of the show. So I saw the first plane hit and the morning show host. I mean, you didn't know what it was, so he made a joke. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, we saw the second plane hit and it was just I stayed there all day just trying to get footage, clips, whatever we could do. So it was yeah. a whole day thing working at that station. God, everything changed, though. I remember before 9-11 when I would fly to New York and you could still bring like I would bring like cans of Mike's Hard Lemonade in my carry on mm-hmm. and drink it on the flight. Oh, yeah. Like they didn't care. Like you, you would put it through security, and they were they would look at it. And it was a sealed can, right? Like no big, yeah. no big deal. And I used to just crush my car, you know, like my own alcohol on flights, yeah. and it was glorious. And then nine eleven happened, and you know I can't drink on planes anymore. Yeah, and in an Derp. instant, every everything changed. You got to yeah. take off your shoes and your belt. Oh my god! It was and Mike's heart right? was only two years old at that Thank, point. Was it really? It came out April first, nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, trendsetter. Yeah, right. I was all over. <laughs> Mike's Mike's heart. Heart. Yeah, I used to love Mike's heart. Uh, before we get to uh, our next caller, uh, Richard, let's. Um, KP says this. No question, but I just want to say how much my daughter Kiana and I absolutely love you all. You bring no. so much joy and laughter into our lives, and we could not appreciate you all more than we do. I lived in Toronto for a couple of years for school prior to moving back to Vancouver and miss Toronto so much. Definitely thankful I came across your show. Sending love from the West Coast. Well, we love you too. I love you big time, KP, and also to uh, your daughter, Kiana. Big shout out to you guys. Yo, Richard, what's going on? It's Razamoka. Welcome to the podcast. What is your question? Hey, Razamoka. Yeah, my question is, are you considered naked if you still have socks on? <laughs> are you considered? This is a really good question, man. Before thank you. I, I can't thank you enough for this. We go around the room. Richard, what is your answer? Uh, well, my measure of nakedness is like how far you can strip down in public before you get arrested. <laughs> so by that definition, um, yes, you are considered naked if you still have socks on. I disagree with your with your reasoning, but I but I know where you're going because um, if somebody just whipped it out and put it put it through the zipper, you would still get arrested. But that is far from naked. Uh-huh. But it's stripped down though. I How know. far can you strip down in public? And like when you see people who run mm-hmm. out onto like football fields or baseball fields yeah. uh, on the diamond, or I, whatever, they always say a naked you know man or a naked woman, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. And that person could be wearing shoes and or socks. Yeah, I think that the rules for naked, okay, would be if you were to retell the story or if it was to be written about, whether it's in 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 you know in a newspaper or a police report, if the accompanying garment was referred to as wearing only a so meaning you could say you're naked wearing only socks you're naked wearing only a scarf now if you had pants around your ankles and a shirt that was pulled up over your head nobody would say you were naked Mm -mm. wearing your pants down 
right? Mm-hmm. So I mm-hmm. think that you still, yes, can be naked wearing only socks. I don't know. I say naked is naked. Really? So if you're wearing socks, you're, you're not, not naked? completely naked. Okay. No. Okay. Hold on here. So if, if if I said to you, okay, so if you were if we, you and I were together, okay, uh-huh. and behind there was the behind a door. Yes. Okay. There said uh, there was a warning on the door that said uh, might contain um, naked dudes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And I had just walked out, and you go to me. You're like, "Hey, I'm about to go in there. Any naked dudes in there?" Yeah. And if I go, "No, no naked dudes in there." And if you walked in that room and there was five guys in there nude wearing only socks, would you look at me like a liar, or would you think that I told you the truth? Yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> they're still naked. Right? They're still naked. Okay, uh, Maury, naked with socks or not naked with naked socks? Naked with socks. Well, because I'll tell you, yeah. in gay world, yes. it's very much naked with socks because socks are sexy. Oh. Right? Oh. So, no, I think you're trying to make socks sexy no. because Matthew go always look makes at na- you still go look wear at, Go look at socks. gay TikTok. Yeah. There are TikTok where guys are like shirtless and it's sexy for them to take their socks off. On the TikTok, because TikTok, because you like <laughs> watching the socks being removed. So therefore, you are completely naked, mm-hmm. even if you are wearing socks. Interesting, Shem. To me, if your unmentionables are exposed in any way, shape, or form, you are yeah. naked. So even if I'm fully clothed and I just yeah. poke the tip out the end, but the, you the, the, the fully clothed, then you no, that's not true. Clothed. You're fully clothed. No, what if you're okay, clothed? clothed what if you are just poking out? Not oh, wearing man. pants, undies, and socks, but you're still rocking a shirt. Are you still naked? Uh, it might, well, you're topless at that point. No, you're, no, no, you're no bottomless. bottomless. Oh, sorry, the other way. Oh, hell yeah, you're naked. Yes, yes. that's naked. Mm. That's naked. That's no. naked. Interesting. I think if you're still wearing a shirt, you're not naked. Yeah. No. Mm. No. You would be like if I had a fur coat, I would be described as naked under a fur coat. I wouldn't be described as being naked. Right? Roz, if you are naked but wearing your scarf, is that still naked? I would say that's yes. still considered that's naked. That's naked wearing a scarf. I would yeah. say that's naked wearing a scarf. But I say that. Yeah, so if, I guess the same thing applies then. You're naked wearing socks. You're naked oh. wearing socks. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But but I think that's really where it ends, right? Yeah. Like I, I don't I don't think like if if you're standing there and your pants are around your ankles, you to you're me not you're, naked. you're not no, naked. I agree. No. What? You pulled your pants down. And I wouldn't consider naked. that naked. No, no. no. Also, Maury wants to know where this no. room with all the I naked know, dudes. I know. I know. <laughs> I've been <laughs> googling. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Richard, thanks so much. Thank you so much, guys. Right, it's an later, interesting dude. question. Uh, Josh says here, why does Roz keep making fun of Shem for his divorce when he's been divorced too? <laughs> Technically, he didn't even marry Catherine, so he and Shem are tied. That's true. We are. We're tied. <laughs> We're tied. We're tied. You know what's so, so incredible and why I love the people who listen to this show? Yeah. Is because they listen. Yes. And they hang on to every single word and they will find something in everything that we say. It yeah. is incredible. I love it. But yes, Shem and I are tied. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> you feel better about that, Shem? Way better. Uh, Richard Baird says here, I'm obsessed with dance hall music and I'm Caucasian. Mm. I listen to it constantly. I know the race shouldn't matter, but I feel that it's not nearly as popular with white people. Is that weird at all? <sighs> is it weird that you like it so much or is it weird that it's not popular with white people? I think it's weird that he's such he's a fan. Such a fan. Yeah. I don't think that that's weird at all. I don't, not at all. Like maybe it's because of where 
I grew up in the city, but like yeah. all my white friends loved reggae, loved yeah. dancehall music. And I'll say this, uh, people of the Caribbean culture, like Jamaicans and Trinis, love seeing white people specifically oh, yeah. dance to um, dance to uh, dancehall music and reggae music. Yeah. Love seeing it. Love it. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm a big fan of reggae. I, uh, I, ever since I, from the first time I heard just the the pacing of it and the tempo and the the voice, like I've just always, to me, it just. It's like a, such a superior style of music. When you start breaking down music by sort of like that classic sort of like, you know, rock sound or that classic country sound or that classic whatever, that classic, you know, kind of reggae sound, dancehall sound to me is like just so above and beyond every other genre of, mm -hmm. as far as knowing what exactly it is and what the audience wants, right? Like, it's just so, it's so, it's so good. It's yeah. like, if you like, you know, chances are, if you like one dance hall track, you'll probably like them all. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You know, yeah, like it's, yeah, it's yeah, that, yeah. it's that kind of thing where it's just, it's so consistent and the artists just really get what they're doing. I, I really, I love that stuff too. And I don't, th and I don't think that it's too, 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 too weird. Maura, you're a huge dance hall fan. Are you kidding me? I concur. Y yes. Who's your favorite, Maureen? Oh, Buju Banton. <laughs> me, I don't walk like a champion, talk like a champion, want a piece of body, girl, tell me where you get it from. I find you ancient. Are you, rum, pa, pa, pum, pum. Are you capable of singing that without the without moving your arms? Because when I don't Maureen, think he is. No, I don't, I don't even know if anybody is. Try it. Uh, I forgot the words when my yeah, arms exactly. are down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mallory has a question about your book, Roz. Oh, yeah, your, go your, ahead. Your memoir. Go ahead. Um... Oh, no. Will the new Roz book mm -hmm. explain mm -hmm. why he doesn't wash his legs when he showers? <laughs> <laughs> A little bit broken, by the way, is the uh, name of it. You can pre-order it <laughs> at rosweston.com. September 27th is the release date. <laughs> Will the new Roz Weston book explain why he doesn't wash his legs when he showers? Um. Oh, God, people. Um, okay, so what I do, does it explicitly explain that? No, but I think that there may be some things in the book that you may be able to draw a conclusion to as far as why certain things are certain things. Is chapter that, that, one. If that makes sense. In the shower. Like, like is, there a ch <laughs> is there a chapter on, like, my philosophy of not washing my knees? No. Okay. No, there's there's not. Not even not even close. Although now I'm now I'm wondering if I should have. Yeah. There's still time, though, right, Maureen? If still I can time. Get, if I can get Maureen in the book, I can get hey, that I in the book. I have a question. Yeah. I forget his name. Thomas Ferrari? No, uh, Carlos Ferrari. Carlos Ferrari. Ferrari. His arch nemesis yeah. from back in the day. Is he in the book and I'm not? I cannot comment on that. Oh, Maureen. you're going to have to wait till yeah. September 27th yeah. to read it. I Damn Carlos Ferrari. Now I hate him. I cannot comment on that. Damn Thank you for all of your uh, questions. This is always so much fun. Uh, keep them coming in. Every time you see us post a picture on Instagram at kiss925 with the photo that reads Ask Razamoka. Throw in your comments and your questions uh, in the comment section and we will get to them on future episodes. Maury. If you're naked and wearing an apron for cooking, are you still mm. naked? Mm, no, because you're still covering everything up. What if the apron is short? Like how short? Then like that, just above it. Then that's just a vest. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, no, it's or, still apron, but you right. but it's not all it doesn't go all the way what down. What were those things called that they used to make kids wear in gym class? A penny? Oh, schmuck. A penny. No, oh, did you yeah. ever have to wear pennies in gym yeah, class? Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. Where it had the ties on the side? That's yep. a schmuck. Right. No, it's not. A schmuck is what you paint in.
Oh, this was for gym class. A smock. A smock. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this has been the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Catch the guys live. Weekday mornings from 6 to 10. On KISS 92.5. KISS 92.5.com. Or download the KISS 92.5 app.